0: Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it, too. Neutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. mmm. Mm.
1: Hey, 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 PC is hey, It's a podcast. Hey! hey. hey. hey Paul
0: Wharton. Uh-huh. Sold out show. <laughs> sold out show. See, we can be just like Kathy Griffin, too. We'll just come on and be like, sold, sold out, out, bitches! bitches. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Welcome to the Hey Fridge podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fraser, along with the fabulous Paul Wharton, who absolutely killed it. Killed it, by the way. Oh,
2: you are just too on kind. On Friday night. On last Friday night. You are night. too kind.
0: You were amazing.
2: No, you were amazing. How?
0: Great was that show. We, we I mean, honestly, we got to do a bit of a recap. Although our uh, our audio, our audio guy. I don't...
2: Okay, now what happened?
0: Um, what happened? I don't with know. Him? We got to talk to Teddy Beats. I'm not sure what happened to the audio. But...
2: Okay, is he out about his um, drug use? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> What was he high on? I what was going on? Maybe he
0: was just high on life. I okay. know. No, he was high on. I think <laughs> definitely he had smoked a lot before he showed up. Like he shows up super blazed, which I don't mind. I mean, you know, I'm an equal opportunity. Whatever you. Know, I you mean, but not.
2: Do. We can't recreate those moments.
0: But for some reason, he didn't really catch it, that Mm -hmm. the show kept peaking while we were talking, and then, um, so it's super distorted. So, anyway, we'll have to figure that out. But I don't usually release the live shows anyhow, because I feel like if you pay the money to come, Mm -hmm. that should be a sacred experience that I don't want to, you know, I don't want to repackage that just the next week on the internet. I've done it in the past, and, you know, people people are always curious, but to me, if you're curious, come to the live show.
2: I think we should release clips from that show, because it's... It had some super highlights. (laughs) I mean, that was some good stuff.
0: It did have some super highlights.
2: One takeaway from me, I'm going to curse less.
0: You are going to curse less, really. That's
2: really just the way I talk when I'm hanging out, having fun. But when I listened to it in a sober state of mind, and even though I only had six Weight Watchers points that night, maybe 12. <laughs>
0: you did? Oh, did you have a drink after the show? Because you were really good during just the had show. I didn't
2: have one during the show, right? I know.
0: You only because had one. you
2: scolded me the week before. You told me I had one too many. That is horrible. It's like, you are so judgy <laughs> with my cocktails.
0: Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought, because the, the, the couple of shows that you've done, the other live shows, mm-hmm. Like you'll call me the next day, and sometimes I think you you're not sure what happened during the show. In fact, I was I, like,
2: I float over myself. Yeah, you yeah. float
0: over yourself. So I thought for our first show together, yeah. perhaps maybe you should remember like a good portion of it. Sure. Um, well, what would you think about that? Or next well, time you I want to have more points? I was thinking that
2: you were saying it to me more like you didn't want me to regret something that I said. That too. So you know, I thought, wow, what a great friend. <laughs> so you're just saying that? <laughs> no, for the sake of show business.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. I need your ass. You need so me. you only get six points. Hey.
2: I look. It doesn't take much for me, right?
0: (laughs) It's the truth. At
2: three, I went in.
0: But here's the thing: Mm -hmm. it's like you're a person, and I love this. Is you are as funny and as on without any drinks as you are with drinks. (laughs) I mean, you really are. And honestly, once you get going, you'll say everything you're going to say, whether you've had one drink or ten.
2: I have to agree with you. I mean, but it's just like all the stars aligned that night. I just thought it was absolutely amazing. Do you remember the guy to my right? I kept getting yes, track. that really Wasn't hot
0: guy. Hot? Oh, my God. He was super hot.
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, he was talking way too loud with his...
0: Yeah, they started. They did sort of have a they side conversation when we first started, which was oh, awesome. Oh, I will stop the show. You For called any of them y'all
2: out. that want to come to the live show, and you want to get a ticket and come to the show, just know this. You talk loud, I'm stopping the show. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? Now, listen, I just said I was going to stop cursing. Play the, the disclaimer, please. <laughs> yeah,
0: let me get the disclaimer going. Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. I don't even play the disclaimer anymore. You don't? No, I said Because they should it. know what
2: they're dealing with, right?
0: I just figure, you know what? Here, they don't. Yeah, they already know i got to find it now for you, Paul.
2: Anyway, keep talking. Anyhow, the show was fantastic. You know, my friend from Real Housewives of Potomac, Sharice Jordan, was in the audience.
0: Yeah, she was great. She was great.
2: She was fantastic. She came up on the stage, and she told us a lot about what to expect on the next season of Real Housewives. She talked about her marriage and other castmates' marriages. That was kind of interesting, huh?
0: Oh, my God, really interesting, which I want to play some clips by the end of the show of that. Here's your disclaimer, by the way. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a little disclaimer. Okay.
2: This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Fresh podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh,
0: uh, there you go. Now you can feel free to curse yeah. away. <laughs> um, but yes, we'll play that. She was yeah. great. She dished on Ashley Darby, mm-hmm. who's adorable on that yeah. show, on her marriage, sure. which in the teasers already for Bravo, it does seem like there's some real tension there between Absolutely. her husband. But you know, it's like I always say, and Ashley's a friend of mine, so I, I really like her, and I like Michael a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's just just really hard when you have more than 10 years age difference between you sure you're on such different pages that mm-hmm. i think it's really really hard to to make it work
2: well i mean looking at the teaser i don't you know i see ashley just socially so i don't really hang out with her very much but looking at the teaser it seems like he's an older man who knows a lot about business their restaurant has not done really well that's not really a you know a secret yeah it's a lot of work a lot going on over in Clarendon so it hasn't really done well and he's saying basically like hey I think it's time to pull the plug and she's like no if you pull the plug on this restaurant you're pulling the plug on his marriage ooh that's what she said
0: really yeah Oh, my teacher. God. Yeah,
2: so, I mean, really. It's, oh, I
0: it, guess I didn't hear that part. Okay. It
2: seems like, you know, he's a smart business guy, so he would know what he's talking about. And maybe to save face, she doesn't want her restaurant to close, which I kind of understand.
0: I get that, too. But and I, I think... stick
2: with the cash. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. Whatever like no you say, pro- baby. You're
0: like, no, it's fine. <laughs> well, um, yeah. a couple of people we need to thank. We need mm-hmm. to thank Dreams for Kids, yeah. uh, DC.org, for being a major sponsor on Friday night and Dark Cars. Also to Freddy's Beach Bar. everybody. I love Oh, my God. Destiny Freddy. B. Childs, who was the drag queen that opened. Thank you. Thank you to Freddie. Thank
2: you, Destiny.
0: And Saturday night. Oh, my God. She was great. She was, like, getting tips. Yes. Like, people were actually giving her cash. And the best part was she got on the microphone. And she's like, I'm not doing this for free. Like, it takes a lot to look like this. So people got out their wallets and gave her money. It was I great. I love it. I love
2: it. We also want to thank Dr. Ruff from West End Plastic Surgery. He was phenomenal in the audience. And I said something during the show. I was saying, you know, Dr. Ruff is a plastic surgeon, but he's also my primary care for And I'm sticking by that. On every form that I have, and it says, List your primary care physician, Dr. Paul Ruff. Jesus. Dr. Paul V. Ruff, the fourth, like I know all his information. You I think do? I know his social security number.
0: Um, and by the way, uh, he has been a private practice. He has a private practice in DC since 2001. He's double certified plastic surgeon. Um, he's also a continued sponsor of the Hayfresh podcast. So we're very, very happy for that. So if you want to go in for any procedures, you can do that. And as more and more people don't want to go under the knife, no problem, Dr. Paul Ruff as. Paul Warden has mentioned, has all kinds of toxins as well as other uh, Botox and any other procedures, lasers that you can imagine. And he's a skilled injector who's great at reading faces and can reduce excessive lines as well as reshape a face and maintain dynamic expression. Before, you can finish even resetting your ABCs when you're there. So it's Dr. Paul Ruff if you want to book your next treatment. We love him.
2: We absolutely love them.
0: I'm going to. We're going to go. By the way, sure. you and me, because I want my first like either laser treatment or Botox treat. I want something.
2: You haven't done anything.
0: Nothing. Wow. Nothing. I haven't even had like a uh, microdermabrasion uh, like treatment in probably think, four years. <laughs> I mean,
2: just about every night. You have night. the
0: machine at your house. I have it all. You do. Uh,
2: listen, you everything is plugged often. in right now. It charges up during the day <laughs> when I come home at night. <laughs> if I don't have a date or if I'm not. In, at an event? I'm serious. No, I'm on this shit. Well,
0: it's why you look so good. Honey, I go home. You do look so good. put
2: my silk scarf on my head and go to work. <laughs> Okay, It is a whole thing.
0: I mean, my favorite story of all time will be the one where you hook up with guys, then you wait for them to go to sleep, and then you wrap your hair, and (laughs) then you have so fun That's my favorite. Well, look. We have tons to talk about. Okay. Okay, We'll get to the highlights of the live show. Also, I really need your advice because Dan did something at the live show, and I'm wondering if this, like, hurts my brand or not. Yes. I began to tell you this story. Were you shocked when I I told
2: you? I want to know completely because during the live show, Charisse actually revealed that her former husband, soon-to-be ex-husband, Eddie Jordan, never liked me.
1: Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes.
2: Because he thought I was too touchy-feely with his wife, which is so interesting because as a gay guy, you're always like, well, what's the problem?
0: Yeah, exactly. So
2: one thing I want to know from you, does Dan like me?
0: Dan loves you. He thinks you're hysterical. And he loves that you give off such a positive vibe, which I think was what was so great about the show, is not only are you funny, but you and I share that um, part about, like, inspiring people and uplifting people. And most of the times when we call and check in (laughs) with each other, we're both we always, you know, we talk about our struggles right, in life and career, but we always leave, like, laughing.
2: We start laughing (laughs) as soon as you (laughs) answer your phone. Now, you guys, listen, I call Sarah probably every other day. I just, (laughs) as soon as She has this phone, hello, Paul Wharton, and I just... We just laughed the whole time.
0: We do. We dished the entire time. It's so much fun. I love fun. it. I love it. Uh, so I'll tell you about what Dan did, and I want to know your feedback on that. Also, can you believe, and I really want people to call us and email us and share their anonymous. We will not use your name, no matter how you contact me. But have you seen this whole K Jewelers uh, sexual harassment that hundreds allege harassment and discrimination at Kay and Jerry Jewelry Company? So we'll get into that. I mean, literally, these men were saying to some women, you have to have sex with me to get promoted what What? and as this like not only that but of course in light of the uber thing and many many other companies this year who have had big sexual harassment Gretchen uh Carlson winning her $20 million suit. So I want to know how often this happens, okay? Mm-hmm. You can anonymously email me at sarah at com. Uh, you can send me a message on Facebook. If you follow me on my Facebook page, it's hey Podcast. Um Email would probably be the best thing that you can do. And then you can also call and leave a message, 207-695-6695. Again, just don't leave your name, but I want to play some of them back next week or read them on a Facebook Live that we do. But it is crazy to me how much sexual harassment blatant sexual harassment is happening has
2: it ever happened to you
0: yes I said to Dan I have this experience at a radio station where the boss and uh, my co-host took me to a strip club in mm-hmm. um, in Florida mm-hmm. and paid for a stripper to get to give me a lap dance, okay. and they were so creepy. The stripper actually stopped and was like, "I'm sorry, you guys are fucking weird," and actually left. Wow! This is like, honestly, and when and I was really young, I was like 27, so I think like I was like a joke and wanted to be a part of the group or whatever. And then in hindsight, I'm like. That was really odd. Like, essentially, they were trying to get us to have, like, a lesbian hookup so these two could jerk off. It was really strange. That's extreme. Yeah. So, a lot like that is sexual
2: harassment. But sometimes I think people are just mean. And I think they just harass people. No, really. I mean, people just harass people. So, let me ask you something. If a male boss is harassing you, being a bully, just being really mean to you because you're a woman, is that sexual harassment or is that just harassment?
0: I think it's just harassment. It's kind of hard Don't to tell the difference
2: sometimes, though. I think it becomes indistinguishable in a work scenario.
0: Have you ever had anybody, because you've been in the modeling business, you deal with models all the time, beauty, entertainment. Has anybody ever said to you, hey, you'll get this job if you'll have sex with me, or you'll get this job if you'll have sex with my boyfriend or a wife?
2: Well, it's usually me offering that first. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'll have sex with you. And if there is a job involved, maybe a paycheck. I mean, if you just want to take me to a nice dinner. As
0: much as you want. Oh right. my God, you're
2: hysterical. No, but uh, I don't think that's ever. Oh, ooh, actually.
0: Has it? Yeah, I feel like it, it, it has happened.
2: I did a show called She's Got the Look on TV Land. It was in, I, I don't remember what year it was, but you all can look on IMDb. But She's Got the Look was a show about 35 plus models. Um, that were, is was a competition, like top model, except 35 plus, so they had models from 35 to 70. Anyway, I was the model coach on that show. It was hosted by Kim Alexis.
0: Kim former Alexis. Former supermodel.
2: Remember her from forever ago?
0: Um, I gotta Google her. Kim were Alexis. Beverly Johnson
2: okay. and Sean Patterson, the president at the time of Wilhelmina. Anyway, a producer, first name Larry, I won't say his last name, <laughs> from L.A. called, very well-known film and television producer, Somehow he okay. got my phone number and called me and said, "Hi, is this Paul Wharton? Yes, it is. This is Larry So and So from Los Angeles. I saw you on. She's got the look. I have a new show that I'm working on, and I would. I think you'd be perfect for it. You'd have to relocate to L.A. You know, it pays the strong six figures. Like he went. Oh, on. I would have been okay. in. Okay. That, 30 seconds later, I'm like, oh, Larry, you're the <laughs> best. I mean, I'm laughing on the phone. I'm jumping up and down. This is great. My big break. I'm going to L.A. Screw you, bitches. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving out. this little town, you know. Anyway, so he says, Oh, I've, I've got to take this other call. Let me call you back. He calls me back that night, kind of late. We end up having, of course, this is a man that just told me I'm moving to L.A. Sure. I have a fat ass paycheck. So, of course, I'll take the call. So, I take the call, and then, by the next day, he calls again, and the conversations just get like sexier and sexier. Well, let me tell you something, honey. a week later we 're damn near engaged to be married. what sight unseen it just kind of happened. Oh my God, it really did because he he lured me in with the with the promise of a new TV show moving to Los Angeles, having this Fabulously Life rewarding and- career, and then you know, within a week, I was like, "I love you." And well, he was—he said he loved me. He said he wanted to get married. So, and, yeah.
0: Do you think he just wanted sex? Like he just—he was promising. Yeah. So he's promising all that, and he basically just wanted to have sex. Because
2: with you. ten days later, I was like, "Well, so tell me more about the show, <laughs> the show."
0: Oh, and he was completely like, "What show?" He was
2: like, "What show?"
0: Oh, I damn. I me for me.
2: Well, I don't know what I loved. I mean. Well,
0: remember when you called me initially for the show, you didn't call me to just ask me out on a date and tell me you wanted to have sex exactly. with me. Exactly. Amazing. Well, I, this is absolutely, I mean, this story is unbelievable. And they say that um, Sterling Jewelers, which is the multi-billion dollar conglomerate behind Jared, the Galleria of Jewelry and Kay mm-hmm. Jewelers, fostered a rampant sexual harassment and discrimination environment. Uh, that was according to uh, newly obtained documents by the Washington Post this, me- this week. Declarations from nearly 250 women and men who worked at Sterling filed as part of a private class action lawsuit alleged that female employees at the company throughout the 90s and 2000s were routinely groped, demeaned, and urged to sexually cater to their bosses Ooh. to stay employed. Ugh. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's it's. I guess I should not even be as shocked as I am. But doesn't... It always comes back to bite these people. It just floors me.
2: Well, why do people feel so disenfranchised? It's really interesting sometimes when I hear stories like this. And I understand, you know, moms have kids. They need to support their families. There's sometimes two-income households. And, you know, the husband works and the wife works, and they just go to the grind. But to me, I mean, everybody needs a good friend that's a lawyer. I mean, do you know? What I yeah, mean?
0: right, right, right. To like absolutely. my
2: attorney is Monique Presley. You know who she is? She defended Bill Cosby.
0: And uh, is she still or is she's she She's no
2: longer? But okay, I know what she looks she got all the shows and just went off on everybody, and she like reads everybody. Everybody's just afraid of her. <laughs> so whenever I have any issue, I'm like, no problem. I'll just have Monique. 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 <laughs> oh, Monique Presley. <laughs> like they you know that commercial? You know the commercial where they're just like. <laughs> Pay him his money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like, don't have them call. They do not want to hear from me. So everybody needs a friend that's a good, scary lawyer.
0: Oh, my God. It's so true. Mm-hmm. It, that is a really, really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they go on to say uh, one of a case sales former associate says that between 2003 and 2008, she even had a manager saying for male leaders, um, said a manager even had a saying for male leaders coaxing women into sexual favors to advance their careers, calling it, quote, going to the big stage. Mm. That is just I, I read that story and I was I mean again I shouldn't be shocked but I just think it is so shocking that here it is.
2: Yeah. You know, All that for some K jewelry, huh? 2017. I mean, can we, that's, <laughs> yeah. things you do for some damn K jewelry. Kate Jewelers. You would have
0: been out on that one, I'm huh? sorry. K jeweler's no. No, no. thanks. Um, also, there's lots of other stories, too, that I want to get to, um, including this new magic salad that women are app- apparently eating. you have any pregnant friends?
2: Hmm. I,
0: any I any don't. women in your life pregnant? There's a new magic salad recipe going around that apparently will induce labor?
2: No, everyone in my life is trying not to get pregnant at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me
0: too. <laughs> They're
2: just hoping against hope that they just won't get pregnant. Like, just please don't let me be pregnant.
0: Uh, well, according to a BuzzFeed article, uh, oh, my God, I'm going to probably say it long. Coyotes? Pizza? No. Mm-hmm. Coyotes? Coyotes? Okay, I okay. don't know. Look, it's a pizza studio in Studio City, California, where everyone is coming in and reaching for the lettuce. They swear that the secret to kickstarting labor is a dish known as, quote, the salad. The salad's been helping pregnant ladies go into labor now for a while. 28 years ago, a pregnant lady came in, ate the salad, started having contractions. That was enough to spark an urban legend that now has serious staying power, they're saying. Mm. the uh, And apparently, in the salad, I mean, it doesn't look like there's anything really I'm looking special. at the salad. Like, what's yeah, in this? salad. Uh well it looks like all your natural things like just looks like mixed greens, sun-dried
2: tomatoes which I love.
0: Oh, sun-dried tomatoes. Basil
2: I love. Mm-hmm. Herbs I love. Wait a minute. Am I am they I, say, <laughs> I love all this stuff.
0: The ingredients are surprisingly simple. It's a heaping plate of romaine lettuce, watercress, walnuts and gorgonzola cheese. That's it? People That's it? speculate it's the balsamic basil vinaigrette dressing mm. that is the secret behind getting contractions in gear. In fact, some pregnant moms are so desperate for delivery, they even drink straight shots of the dressing. Oh! Unfortunately, mm-hmm. for those who don't live in California, the exact recipe for the salad dressing is top secret. So unless you live there, you really can't get it.
2: Okay, that'll be coming to a grocery store near you, right? <laughs> right. Oh, Do
0: you think goodness. the pregnant salad... I always wonder if that stuff works when you're pregnant, if any of that actually helps. No, you go into labor. I think,
2: it, you know, if you really to to get that baby out and you know you just believe that it's going to help you you go in there and you know and you might think it does but but in fact it doesn't i don't
0: really think it does i thought of you when i read this story too you know millennials are actually surprisingly rich i didn't put this on your show prep so i was i was just going to give you the the rundown of this but Mm -hmm. they're saying that millennials are actually have more money in the bank than some of their parents
2: how much is a lot
0: over $100,000 in investments.
2: In investment. That's okay. what they say. <laughs> that wasn't me that laughed, Irene, that was somebody else that was, yeah, they're going to think I'm crazy.
0: I read the right. intern. Millennials <laughs> now account for 13% of, quote, wealth and affluent market. That's defined as households with at least $100,000 in investable, investable assets. Um, according to this study, and this was out, New York Post just reposted this, um, but they say 17% of Gen Xers had many more years on them, but just about the same savings. Uh, millennials are becoming very, very frugal. They're not splurging on major, major sure. items. Um, and they're also, because they delay purchasing a house for so long, it allows them to save money because they're living at home or they're living in group homes. So then they're saving more money. How much
2: money in your head do you think you need to have to consider yourself rich?
0: Oh my god, that's a really good question. I don't know. No, it used to be a lot. Ever? Yeah, and you've I know.
2: Often made. A well, really I've, had, great yeah, I say, I've had. Yeah, I was going to say I've had close
0: to a three hundred thousand dollars salary, and then I've had like a seventy thousand dollars salary. Mm-hmm. And seventy is a little bit. The craziest part, though, is <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go seventy is not as much fun as three hundred. <laughs> okay, it really isn't. No, it's not. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is like. This past year, right? So this past year, I probably made 70 or a little under because I completely started my own Hey for Age podcast and just did contributor work and really set my own rules. Sure. And I have to say, like this year has been so much more invigorating and like I love my life so much more than when I was making three.
2: Absolutely. Well, you also spend so much less than you make.
0: I do. I've become really good. Um, Yeah, I am really, really good at that. Like, I really, I'll make a wardrobe last forever, Mm -hmm. you know, which, you know, is good and bad. I mean, I would love to be buying Gucci bags and Louis Vuitton bags Mm -hmm. again. But the reality is, it's like, okay, do I want this fabulous bag?
2: Or do you want security? Yeah. Do I want security? Let me ask you something. You and Dan kind of mix your money together. Any money mix?
0: Um, we do like when we're going on trips, but we both have separate bank accounts. So okay. every, everything's separate. Is there one
2: joint household account? No.
0: No. no. Okay. We don't do that at all.
2: So how do y'all do the bills?
0: We just split them, like, everything 50-50. Wow. Okay. And, and I have to say, he's been an amazing boyfriend because this year, like, when some, my money was pretty tight at times. Like, he would step up and pay, like, the entire cable internet bill, which <laughs> ours is, like, $250. I, I, I don't know what the You know,
2: he paid my name and Marcus. Oh, he paid the rent. <laughs> no way. <laughs> he paid the cable bill. What? what? He's but, sitting up there watching Netflix. He should pay the bill.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what? Maybe he should be paying more. I'm thinking, oh, he's so generous, but maybe mm-hmm. I really need more. Right. But, you know, I have massive debt. I've got 80 grand in student loan okay. debt. I mean, I probably have. I've got 10 grand in credit card debt. I mean, I've got lawyer fees, bills. Yeah. I mean, I'm forever getting cease and desist. So i got to fucking afford no that. I baby. know, more money, more problems. It
2: really is.
0: What about you? You've had all different salary ranges. You, do you have, all... like, a sweet spot that you like
2: Um. for money? <laughs> you know... <laughs>
0: Yes, you're like a billion.
2: No, but for me, uh, when I say my money more problems, I really mean that because, you know, you become the one in your life that, um, like, I never really... Like, my cards always work and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So I never really think about it too much. And I'm all... Like, when I go into, like, Astro Fried Chicken or something, if yeah. there's, like, six people in there, I buy them all lunch. I just do that kind of thing. You
0: are very generous. If I'm at
2: Starbucks and I see, like, any ladies in line, I'll buy them all Starbucks. Look,
0: I, I thought I was generous, but you're way more generous. Like, you're almost too generous. I am. And you, you know what's going
2: to be the problem? One day I'm going to have to call you and be like, uh, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, baby. I'm going to need a loan. Yeah. So um, I do all that to pay it forward kind of on the human level with the idea that if I keep working hard and then with all of my positive gestures, one day I'll strike it rich. Do you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I get that. That's what I'm hoping. I if it that. doesn't
2: happen, I'm screwed. <laughs> Get going. We
0: better get going. It will. Yeah, you're so talented. It's only a matter of time. I
2: mean, you know what? I have a really good life. I enjoy what I do, I have no issues. With any of that stuff, I can get whatever I want and go and eat whatever I want and do, I have a great car and I travel first class and do stuff. So, I mean, I'm good.
0: Yeah, you're like living the life. Hey. I thought this was interesting, though. They do say that material desires for millennials are totally frivolous. Money Magazine rounded up the dopey stuff that seems to, uh, that new generations seem to be spending their money on. Among the goods, gas station food, Oof. hot sauce, ooh, snakes, tattoos, and piercings. Oh,
2: this is horrible. Where was this done? <laughs>
0: Who is this money magazine? Of? And I'm like millennials are buying that many snakes and tattoos and piercings. Mm-mm. And it seems like I feel like some millennials spend more money on like expensive travel than mm-hmm. cuz I'm with you it's like if I want to travel I want to go uh, yeah I want to go first class. Well, I really I talked
2: about this on the live show what I consider generosity in a partner. So you know in the past when I have dated rich men I don't mm-hmm. consider it being very generous of them if they give me a trip and they go on the trip do you know uh, what I mean? Okay, got I'm like, it. I have to entertain you. I have to get you all. I have to do all the work. You know, I'm the one planning the dinners and having fun. Of course, you paid for it. You yeah, know, but you you're could. having a great vacation. If you were here without me, you'd be bored. So I don't consider oh, that's it good. generosity if they go along. However, if you were to send me, my friend Sarah, and four of my other friends on a jet. To an undisclosed location, meaning don't come over there and sneak up on us because God knows what we'll be doing then I consider that to be very generous.
0: Or, Ooh, that would be. Do you know anyone that could do that? We Or need something to, that yeah. I
2: can sell after the relationship is over. Those two things I consider. Yes,
0: generous. that's mm-hmm. really good. Oh, I've done that. I've sold some Tiffany's jewelry that mm-hmm. I've gotten. That's been worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So no, I'm still single. <laughs> I, just know what, I just know what's not generous, but Speaking I'm not here on Speaking
0: of men, should mm-hmm. I become single? So our live show, as we've been talking about on Friday night, and Dan was there, mm-hmm. who, who likes to kind of stand in the back, right? He doesn't like the limelight. So he tells me after the show, he goes, oh, you know, two of your listeners, two of the people that came to the show came up to me and they wanted to photograph with me and I denied them. And I said, what? what? I go, are you kidding? And he goes, yeah. I said, no. I, I said, he said, I politely declined because I don't want to be, I don't want my picture taken. I don't want to be on the internet. And I was like, what are you doing? You have to say yes. This is my brand. Of course. Okay. Do you think he should have said yes?
2: Well, he should have said yes, first of all, because I know I've mentioned this before, but Dan is surprisingly hot. (laughs) So people hear about him on this podcast, and then when you meet him, you're kind of like... Hi, hi, sir. I'm here to meet Sarah's <laughs> boyfriend, Dan. Like, you think he was this hot guy? I mean, he just, does he seem that hot to you? Oh my God, yeah. I
0: think him? he's super hot. Like, cause he, he has this, like, I he grows, like, a really good beard. Mm-hmm. So, right now, he's got this, like, and when the beard is, like, trimmed, mm-hmm. but, and he's going bald a yeah. little bit, but Which it's, looks like great on him. Hot, yeah. it's like Statham that, hot,
2: yeah. It's like that, bald, exactly.
0: Ooh. He's got a good, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Irene, you thought he was good looking too, huh? Really? Now, do women come My on to him wrong. in front of you? Um, Let's see. Yes, sometimes they do. Yeah.
2: Okay. Do yeah. men come on to you in front of him?
0: Um, Yeah, a lot. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it works both ways.
0: <laughs> he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't mind. <laughs> he doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. Does he want he's to watch? Like, no. He's like blissfully unaware, I feel okay. like.
2: No, does he want to watch? You What's and that? the guy. <laughs>
0: I to ask you and him. Adam. Dan, yeah. Dan, yes. Do you want to watch Adam and me? Because Adam is so hot. You might like get to show him some pictures of Adam. Does anyone think that was weird that he, he says it's perfectly fine? It's a prerogative. You think it is?
2: I see it also supportive in a way because you are the one out there in front, and really the focus should be all on you. So, from that perspective, it's kind of like, no, it's not about me. I know I'm hot. I know I'm a Jason Statham type. I know you're, like, creaming your pants over me, but it's (laughs) all about her. You can look at me all you want. You just can't take my picture.
0: And, you know, gay men love dance. They oh, yeah. really do, because when I worked for my uncles in Stamford, Connecticut for a year, mm-hmm. the guys that worked for them were all about Christian. This guy was like all about Danny. Has
2: Dan ever had a gay experience?
0: He says no. I uh-huh. always push him to to yeah. find out, but he says no,
2: he, which is pull really your a bummer. <laughs>
0: Just, I mean, oh god! This is where I'm is gonna get so much trouble. He is gonna. Okay, I'll no, be he'll here, be mortified. He'll be mortified. Talking. Oh okay, my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. Yep. we can move on. Okay,
2: <laughs> look, blink once if you have, and blink twice if you have.
0: Okay, moving. <laughs> <laughs> on, folks. Let's talk about the Oscars. I know you watched the Oscars and you were obsessed. I
2: sure did. I sure did. So two did.
0: things. Leonardo DiCaprio is now denying that he paid uh, his eyebrow specialist. He flew her in for $7,500 uh, to do his eyebrows at the Oscars. He says that's absolutely not true. You think it is? She does $200 in eyebrow sessions. Toby Maguire is also a client. And the rumor was that he flew her in private jet from Australia mm-hmm. to do his eyebrows for... Uh, they live
2: in Los Angeles, the eyebrow capital of the world. Anastasia Beverly Hills is out there. That Anastasia chick. That oh yeah, does yeah, yeah. Eyebrows. You think I mean, it's there's fake? Tons of people out there that do. Oh please, nobody's flying a private jet from Australia. First of all, it's way too much gas. <laughs> too much fuel. And you cannot. You got to stop like ten times. Okay, it's not going to happen. Well, he says yeah. it's
0: not true, and that Toby Maguire, they did not split the bill. Um, The other thing that was really interesting, I wanted to know how you guys felt about this. A lot of the actresses at the Oscars not clapping or standing for Casey Affleck when he won his Oscar for Best Actor for Manchester by the Sea. And I have to say, to me, it's so interesting that Casey Affleck Continues to work in Hollywood when Mm -hmm. there's some serious sexual assault charges or accusations against him. Have you heard all these stories?
2: I have heard the stories and I completely support those women and people not clapping for him. And I think, did you see Denzel's reaction to him?
0: I didn't. You said that um, because he, Casey Affleck is up there and thanks Denzel, right?
2: He said that Denzel was the first actor to ever teach him how to act, but he didn't know him you know just seeing him through the, okay. through the tv screen or through the movie screen he taught him how to act but let me tell you something when you put things like this out to the universe when you harass people when you bully people when you try to turn people against other people it's not about uh, karma coming back to you that shit is already done okay so he might have already he might have gotten the oscar But that still doesn't go away. All of the things that he's... all The people's lives that he's really tried to make miserable. Yeah. That shit is still looming. That shit is in the universe, okay? It's out there. You can't get away from that. And he needs to own it. And he's... The only way he can turn this thing around... Because you can get Oscars, that doesn't mean shit. Because everything changes. It we is true. We talked about this the last podcast. Yeah. Times change, <clears throat> people change.
0: Yeah, and then they don't care. And you're new right. A whole crew
2: of people will be in there accepting Oscars.
0: I mean, I always feel like Gary Busey has an Oscar, which that's is like, yes. Ooh,
2: that's <laughs> scary as shit. <laughs>
0: yeah. Thank you. Oh my god. Gary Busey has one, so that's if he has one, we all can.
2: Oh, uh, we can. Yeah. <laughs> Hope springs <laughs> eternal for us. <laughs> <laughs> let's go buy. Let's go shopping after the shit. <laughs> We'll make it back. It'll be all right. We'll
0: make it back. (laughs) I love you. Well, Casey Affleck um, is facing some serious charges. Amanda White agreed to be a producer on um, I'm Still Here, which was the Joaquin Phoenix, that crazy, bizarre documentary-slash- you know, movie that they ended up producing. And she claims that Affleck repeatedly referred to women as cows, recounted his sexual exploits with reckless abandon. In her complaint, White recalled Affleck asking her, isn't it about time you got pregnant? Once he learned her age and suggesting that she and a male crew member should reproduce together. That's mm. not all. She described an instance instance where she was uh, prevented from returning to her bedroom during shooting because Affleck and Phoenix had locked themselves in her room with two women they were having sex with. Affleck was married at the time with two children to Phoenix's sister, Summer, um, although they have recently split. Um, and that's just many of the things. White He's also, a mess. yeah, he claimed that he White claims that he grabbed her threateningly, attempted to scare her into submission. Affleck then allegedly proceeded to send White abusive text messages calling her profane names for refusing to stay with him white filed a two million dollar lawsuit against affleck in la superior court in 2010 that's still ongoing it's it's so interesting he is an asshole i know i saw that i saw that at the oscars i was like oh my god i'm so over that
2: i mean it really makes me look at his brother ben affleck and him sitting there with his lip trembling crying watching his brother accept his oscar and it's kind of like okay cry for that woman
0: yeah, you know? and I think Ben Affleck's an asshole, too, don't you? Total jerk. I mean, and he cheated on Jennifer Garner the entire time. Complete you know? loser. Complete loser. I agree. I totally agree. I'm like, ugh.
2: On the other hand, Matt Damon is actually, he seems like a really cool guy, doesn't he?
0: Matt Damon seems so awesome, so laid back, genuine, mm-hmm. cares about people, which is funny that those two have remained friends. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, because I think Matt Damon produced the Casey Affleck movie.
2: Oh, he's a jerk then. <laughs> He gave that
0: asshole a job? Yes. A jerk. Gave him a platform. Hey, yeah. do you believe this? Uh, more millennials, uh, D.C. millennials cannot wait to leave the city? Young people want to move out of here. You think that's true?
2: Well, I know one, a millennial, that actually works um, at Hungary with uh, us. Oh, yeah. Cardiz, and she's moving to L.A. And I asked her the other day, I said, well, what are you moving for? Do you have a job? No, I'm just going. Really? Uh, wow. Okay.
0: What do you think she doesn't like about this town? Because you and I have both been here a long time. We've been here over ten years. So, what do you think? i be honest. I was driving
2: down here from Fox today. Yeah. Down Connecticut Avenue, and I was like, I love this. I love D.C. I,
0: sometimes yeah. I'll just be
2: driving through D.C. and I'm like, I love this town.
0: I know. Because it's easy
2: to navigate you know? Yeah. Like, you can get in your car. It's not so big city where, oh, my God, I can't park anywhere. I can't make my way around. Or it's so hectic. When I walk outside, I feel like all this confusion. I can stroll down the street and get a coffee. I can jump in my car and get where I'm going. You know, it's really easy to Convenient. get around. I like all the neighborhoods in this town. You know, however, I would love to mix it up with, with something else. So are they moving away for more opportunity? Are they moving away because... um...
0: Um, Well, they surveyed two-thirds of more than 500 millennials so that they would drop what they were doing and move out of the uh, region right away for the right job. Uh, Millennials... From, of course, 1981 babies to the 1990s, Arlington millennials were the most likely to move out of the region for the right job. Seventy-seven percent um, agreed that they would leave, and they're citing cost of living is the biggest thing of all. In fact, millennials believe they could actually live in better housing um, if they lived in New York City or L.A.,
2: Yeah, I can see that. It's pretty expensive here.
0: Yeah. It really is. It is. But I'm wondering, do you think it's really... The only place that millennials said they wouldn't move without a job uh, is San Francisco because that does rank higher. I believe San Francisco is the most expensive place to live. Um, But they said, yeah, cost of living has just become so high. And if you want to go out and drink and have a good time in this area, it's just like impossible.
2: Well, I think one thing about being a young person, one of the best things is you got options. You know, you're not married. You don't have kids. So... I mean, if I had it to do over again and I was given a great opportunity, I mean, I moved to New York when I was 19 yeah, um, just to create opportunity for myself, but if someone offered me a job, a great job somewhere, even if it was like Atlanta or some that I don't really want to live, you know, like Atlanta, um, but it's not horrible, <laughs> but I don't really want to live there.
0: Really? Why not Atlanta?
2: Well, why would I go from here to Atlanta? You know what I mean? To me, that's like going back. Same.
0: But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? I don't know. I don't. Well, I wonder, like, if Atlanta would have more opportunity, but do you think it would have less when it comes to entertainment?
2: I'm not sure. The times I've been there, the traffic is just god awful. It's like it's the worst to try to get around. I mean, it's absolutely awful. Everything's so spread out. I like it here. Well,
0: oh, that's what the other big thing was that they said millennials actually cited that their commute was horrendous and killing them. Really.
2: Hmm.
0: Millennials I mean, live in the suburbs? I know. See, that's the thing. But yeah. Now, uh, Montgomery County was a big one. People did not want to commute. For, a lot of millennials live in Montgomery County and did not want to commute. They're the ones that claim that the commute is killing them.
2: Well, I told you about my love affair with the metro that lasted like three days. <laughs> I thought I had discovered something near the metro. Yeah, yeah. Do, you remember, do you remember this? And <laughs> no, like, you
0: have to tell this oh story. Oh,
2: God. I was going to Fox 5. How, is the, how long ago was this? This was about a year and a half ago. Well, one day I was living... Um, uh, down by the convention center um, on New York Avenue, and I was entirely late. I was definitely going to be late. I leave my car, I run to the metro. It had been a minute, Okay, so, okay. That, so I had to get the car and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know how that worked exactly. Because I would ridden the, the subway in New York, but I hadn't ridden the DC metro sure. in a very, very long time. I get on that metro down there, and then it goes to, like, a Metro Center. Yep. And then I get on the red line to Shady Grove. Yep. And then that takes me to Friendship Heights. Or, yep. Yeah, wherever, Fox. I got there in, like, 12 minutes. I was like, oh, my God. I went in there ranting and raving. <laughs> there is this thing called the Metro, y'all. <laughs> I got here in 12 minutes. It only cost me $3. Oh, oh
0: my God.
2: Fast forward uh, two days later. I'm, like, on the Metro again. And single track...
0: Nightmare. Hordes
2: of people. Nightmare. I go running into Fox, panting, sweating. My hair is all <laughs> nappy underneath and crazy. I go running in during the commercial break, and Holly and Maureen are sitting there waiting for me to like sit and do like a American Music Awards recap or something. <laughs> and I'm like,
0: <laughs> sorry, the Metro. The Metro.
2: Holly's like, you rode the Metro?
0: And that was it. That was like the last day for you. That was
2: my last
0: day. They also say in this story, work-life balance. Do you think, do you have a good work-life balance? Uh, A lot of millennials were saying they were looking forward to leaving the D.C. area because there was no work-life balance. I think that is true. Don't you think? I mean, you and I have great gigs currently, yeah. where we're not—it's um,
2: indistinguishable for me, like work and life. Well, see, the only problem is—yeah,
0: that's get, a good point. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Because um, if you're the kind of person that needs to be told what to do, then it'd be hard to do what we do.
0: Yeah, because you that's really true.
2: need to say, "Okay, I'm going to focus on this." Like right now, I am self-motivator, in super focused mode on this book.
0: Yes. The book
2: is due
0: today. What?
2: It's due today. Oh,
0: my God. What are you doing? Are you done? They're not hearing
2: from me for a minute. No, I'm not done. (laughs) No, I'm not done. I'm going to send them an email tonight with a big chunk of it, but I'm not done. But I will be in the next two weeks because I'm super focused on it. Oh, my God. So I could totally see how someone – it takes a certain kind of person to – really focus in like this and finish something like that.
0: Yeah, it really does. So anyway, they're saying work-life balance. We're out of there. I wanted to play you this. This was uh, a video that was circulating this week of all the things. 24 things nobody does better than Nobody than can drunk. do
1: it like me. <clears throat> nobody. Did you
0: hear this? Nobody can do it like me. <laughs> Honestly.
1: Nobody's stronger than me. Nobody has better toys than I do. There's I nobody love this. bigger or better at the military than I am. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. <laughs> nobody builds walls better than me. Nobody's better <laughs> to people with disabilities than me. <laughs> Nobody's fighting for the veterans like I'm fighting for the veterans there's nobody that's done so much for equality as i have there's nobody more pro israel than i am there's nobody more conservative than me there's nobody that respects women more than i do nobody would be tougher on isis than donald trump nobody's ever had crowds like trump has had there's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. Nobody even understands it For me. It's called devaluation. The sale of the uranium that nobody knows what it means. I know what it means. Nobody knows more about trade than me. Nobody knows the game better than I do. in the history of... This country has ever known so much about infrastructure as Donald Trump. I know the H one B. I know the H two B. Nobody knows it better than me. Nobody knows politicians better than I do. Nobody knows more about taxes than I do. Nobody knows more about debt than I do. Nobody knows, do. Nobody knows the system better than me. Which is why I alone can fix it. <laughs> Nobody can do it. It's so good. Oh. oh
0: my god, I love that. Okay, from that was sobering.
2: News. That was sobering. You're laughing, and I'm like, all the color has left my face. <laughs>
0: I mean, I think that just goes to show you how crazy it is. is. Although, did you watch the State of the Union last night? Do you feel like that's his turning point? Because a lot of people today are now singing his praises, that he seemed humble, that, you know, the first month or so was a mess, but now he's going to turn it around. You have any faith? Do you know the
2: crazy thing about this is this man can say all of these crazy things and do all of these hateful things? He acts like the president for half a second, and all is well and all is forgiven. See,
0: I think that's his strategy, though. I think his strategy is look as though things are chaotic, get people at a place that I'm, I'm making negative comments, I'm going to get them really, really low, and then I'm going to bring them very high, and I'm going to end as the victor. Because he's got four years, and I think he wants to be loved and beloved so much. I think this is the strategy. I think the strategy is... Get everybody to think I'm terrible, 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 terrible. And I'll he's start making.
2: <laughs> I mean.
0: I'll start making small moves, and then the world will see me as better.
2: No. I don't think he's that strategic about it.
0: All right, two, two more stories. I want to I get your opinion before we talk about the live show and play some clips. Come on. Did you ever have a, ba- did you ever have a boss track You know, how many times you went to the bathroom? Fuck no. <laughs> well, now in <laughs> Japan, your boss can download an app that will track how many times you go to the bathroom. Seriously, this is an actual app where they're using it there. Uh, The company called KDDI has created that app that will let your boss know when you're spending an extra long time in the bathroom. The app is set up to monitor the stalls in the bathroom of an office building. People can check to see if the stalls are available before they head to the bathroom, which can save them the hassle of getting to the bathroom and finding it totally occupied. Then the app can also send an alert to management if one stall has been occupied for too long.
2: Now, I have a friend that's completely crazy. Now, I have a friend that works from home sometimes, and you know how that sounds like whenever anybody tells me they're working from home, I'm like, oh, okay, you got the day off?
0: Yeah, right. You know what I
2: mean? Sure. But their company has this computer program where if she doesn't mess with her mouse every three minutes, it pings her boss. Really? Yes. So it says, um, away. One minute, two minute, three minute, four, until she messes with her mouse again. So she's running around the house.
0: Oh, that running is Running back terrible. every couple of
2: minutes and, like, messing with her mouse so that her boss thinks she's working. She's you not have... doing anything, but she can't take a nap, which is horrible, or go get her nails done. <laughs> Do you know what that I mean? That
0: is terrible. We might as well go to work. I would definitely figure out some device that would automatically oh, would move too. it. Yeah, like and you... Turn your
2: vibrator on or <laughs> <is> just... <laughs>
0: Wow, you know? I didn't realize that that bosses kept tabs like that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. To me, it's like if you have to monitor your employee that much, you should fire them. Absolutely. Or you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you just shouldn't then make your employees come in. It's just crazy. Uh, this could be a first too for a story where a boyfriend is alleging that a dog is the one that shot his girlfriend. Um, yeah. Yes, if you think that this is true. This was in Jacksonville, Florida, of course. Um,
2: That's where is moving.
0: She's moving? Omarosa's? What?
2: Well, Jacksonville, Florida. Why
0: don't we lead with this? Her,
2: pa- her fiancé, Pastor John Newman, pastors a church down there. Oh in Jacksonville, God. Florida. That's where she's getting married in April, and that's where...
0: They'll live. They'll
2: live as a couple, but she'll, of course, live here and work in the White House.
0: How's Rosa doing? How's our friend Rosa? Do you think she's, like, now that she's got, like, a great gig, do you think she's lightened up on us? Like, maybe she'll come back? Do you think she'd do our next live show? No. <laughs> I don't okay, well, there you go. We'll, you know, we'll we checking we in. You know, we don't
2: speak as much as we used to. This has just been a very personal, like, time with all this Trump shit going on. Do you Oh, do I mean? you
0: think so for her? Yeah, okay. No, okay. for me. Oh, for
2: you? I'm the oh, one.
0: You're the one that's like, I need some space. Well,
2: I mean, I'll always love her.
0: Yeah, I'll you've, love you two her. have been friends for a long I'll time. I'll
2: always be her friend. Um, it's just tough to watch her stand beside this man who I just don't believe in him at all. any In his choices and who he is as a person. So that's pretty much where we are. So we'll see.
0: Well, okay, you've got to keep us posted. Therapy. No, I love therapy. <laughs> I love therapy. Um, anyway, this guy, i want because I want to talk to you, too. Um, officers were told that the dog, Diesel, was outside the home. The man woke up uh, and then opened his door to his bedroom, but it was completely dark. Uh, Brian Murphy told officers, he's the boyfriend, that he let Diesel in. Diesel ended up jumping up onto the nightstand, and then he heard a bang. Murphy's girlfriend, Summer Miracle, had been shot in her sleep. Murphy claims that Diesel jumped up on the nightstand where Murphy's gun was sitting, and it went off shooting somewhere in the leg. According to police, she is okay, but they're saying this is one of the first that they've heard of this kind where the dog may actually have done it.
2: What did she said?
0: She says it's true, too. She, so far, Miracle, I told, believe him. Yeah, Miracle told authorities that she was asleep when the bullet struck her, um, and she isn't certain how she was shot, but she did say that Diesel was up on the nightstand, so it's very possible. A little dog? No, it looks like a big dog. Look at this dog. That kind of looks like oh, a wow, serious. Yeah. yeah.
2: That looks like a killer. Um,
0: before, <laughs> it looks like a diesel. Before we talk about the live show, though, I want to hear more. Everybody loves like your stories, what's going on in your life. Did anything yeah. interesting major happen to you over the weekend? You
2: well, have to the talk only about? thing that happened over the weekend, I think I told you that I ran into an ex-boyfriend of mine. Oh, yeah. a party that I did last Thursday night so at the time when we dated he was a graphic designer he is a graphic designer very talented so when I first had my idea for my jewelry line I drew what I thought it should be and then he made it into a graphic which I sent to the manufacturer they made me a sample I made the jewelry I didn't give him a cut do you know what I mean like (laughs) he's never really was he pissed about that I think he was probably pissed about a lot of stuff because I first asked him to do one ad for my then product line which was Conquer Beauty back then. And then I asked him to do the jewelry. And then I asked him to do my, uh, you know, my website. Right. He was basically every night coming home to my place, even though he didn't live with me. But he doing come, work for he you? He was working the whole night. And oh, my God. Yeah. You kept
0: his ass up. Okay. I kept
2: his ass busy. So I could see how he could, you know, be a little edgy with me. So fast forward years later, I run into him at this event the other night. He'd been dating someone, but I think that they might have broken up. I can't quite tell. But I run into him at this event, and he's a nice guy. I think I told you he kissed me on the lips, which I thought Mm. was kind of weird. Okay, so you cannot encourage me in any way because what do I do now? I ask him to take a run at designing my book cover.
0: (laughs) Oh, my god! So I
2: sent him an email. I offered to pay him.
0: Okay, well, there you go. I All said, right. look,
2: you know, you did a fabulous mock-up for a book cover for me years ago. Yeah. My book's almost due. I'm not thrilled with the cover the publisher sent me. I'm having some difficulties. Can you do my book cover? So is that okay?
0: Yes, I think that's perfectly fine. You offered to pay him. Did you hear back from him?
2: Yes. He responded back and asked me for a favor as well.
0: Oh, okay. Well, so wait, are you going to have to pay him plus to a favor? Oh, no no, no,
2: no, The favor, I mean, he didn't say, but I don't know. I either pay and you ask me nothing or... It's an even swap.
0: Oh well, that sounds amazing. Then so you got an even swap, and now this so guy is back on your on your radar. Yeah, oh, I like so this.
2: Should we have like? Is this it?
0: <laughs> what you and the guy?
2: Yeah, I mean, do you think I should just like leave it be and be professional and keep it moving?
0: What you want? You kind of now are curious again. He's well, popped back yeah. in your life, and you're interested in dating.
2: Not, not. I don't know about dating, but something. <laughs>
0: Wait, but does he have a serious boyfriend?
2: So I want to see what's going on under Uh there, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't believe you. Like,
2: what's that all look like? I know what it looked like then. I want to see what it looks like now.
0: Well, what's the deal? Does he have a serious partner?
2: No, I think they broke up because I saw him on Tinder. I swiped. um, I was swiping like a couple weeks ago. Oh, my God. You guys need to go for drinks. He told me he doesn't drink anymore.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, What do we have in common?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I look at my book covers and all my projects.
0: Why don't you guys go to a soul cycle class together? Oh, my
2: God. So I'll pass out in our gate? <laughs> yeah. Soul cycle scares me.
0: Me, too. I've never done one. It seems way Can too intense. Can we do one together? Yes, it let's do one together. It way
2: too intense.
0: There's our video. We need to do a video. We
2: need to do that. I took a spin class like five years ago, and I swear I almost called for the 911. I oh. No, no, no. You think I'm kidding? No, I almost Call called for the 911 9-1- to come because I'm super competitive, and there was a much older lady she was in her 60s next to me and she was riding the shit out of that bike oh
0: my god and
2: i could barely breathe after 2 minutes i don't there was something about being on that bike and
0: it's tough know, it I is go super and intense and do other
2: stuff but something about that bike it made me feel like i was going to pass out so i'm scared to go in the soul cycle class where everybody is so into it and they're feeling their spirituality and they're connecting with the universe and the lights are down and what if i just <laughs>
0: Well, that's fine. I'll catch you. And that will give me a break because I'll be able to get off the bike. <laughs> so it's all good. We have got okay, to do a, that. We'll,
2: we'll do that. And I'll keep you posted on uh, how my book cover looks and if I get <gasps> top of feel.
0: I know. Can, you, can we see it, please? Absolutely. That'd be amazing. Uh, the live show was on Friday night, as we mentioned. And we have some clips. First of all, our, our sound isn't amazing. So well, I don't know. Yeah, we, our high sound
2: guy. Geez.
0: Um, <laughs> Yeah. Here's the first clip, by the way. This is when we were discussing. People liked that story at the end when we were talking about the woman who cut her finger off. Okay, hold on. Did yeah, she cut her finger off to get more Facebook followers? To um, this. This. O- this might be another story, though, that Sharice can relate to, although she has a lot of Facebook and social media fans. Did you guys hear about the woman who cut off her pinky to gain more Facebook followers live on her Facebook? I mean, <laughs> <what>? Why? Why?
2: <laughs> No one's heard of this. I feel like
0: we have this scoop. This is a legitimate true story. I don't. This relate is a legitimate story. I, I
2: Wait, can I just say something that's completely is politically incorrect? One you don't relate to. Can I just say something? Yeah. So when I hear shit like this, the first thing I think is, Laura, please don't let that bitch be black. I don't know <laughs> why. You know, you hear some shit go wrong, like oh, there's a suicide bomber. I'm like, don't be black. Just don't. Of us, so when she told me this, I was like, "I hope this bitch ain't black." I just hope I can't even go back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was our oh my god! If that was like any indication of the night, you were so funny and oh so on. God. And by the way, the woman was not black; she, was, she like, was not. No, she was totally trashy a and white. Huge sigh
2: of relief came over you, five black people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> were you so happy? Oh my I am god! Pretty happy.
0: Wasn't that crazy? Sharice Jordan Jackson, who is your dear friend, and she's also on The Real Housewives of Potomac, she was in the audience and had no idea. Because beforehand, you know, you had said, look, I Mm -hmm. think Sharice might be coming. If she comes, maybe we should have her on stage just to talk about life Mm -hmm. and this second season of Real Housewives, which is when? April 2nd? April 2nd. So she was cool enough to come on. She's a really great person, Paul. She's awesome, huh? Yes. How long have you two been friends?
2: About 13 years.
0: Oh, she's amazing. How long
2: she's lived here, 12 years. Her kids were really small.
0: So uh, we get her on stage, and she talks about a couple of things. She was great. Um, and, of course, she's married to Eddie Jackson. Eddie
2: Jordan. Jordan. So she's Sharice Jackson Jordan.
0: Oh, she's Sharice Jackson okay, Jordan. gotcha. And
2: she's married to Eddie Jordan, who is a basketball coach. He was the head coach of the Wizards when they first moved here. Then he went to the 76ers, and then most recently he was at Rutgers, and now he's no longer there. So, um yeah, that's his gig.
0: And the whole storyline last year on the show was they weren't living together. Neither one would kind of file for divorce, but Eddie has seemed like he has not wanted to be with her, but hasn't wanted to file for divorce. You it's got been that weird. From the show? I did. Did you? Uh, well,
2: well I you, mean, know I know you know her. You know
0: the inside.
2: Um, yeah. Well, you know he lives in New Jersey. In mm-hmm. their house in New Jersey, they've got like this huge house up there, and then she's got a big old house in Potomac, as you saw from the show. Yeah. And they've just been leading. Totally separate lives. I mean, totally separate lives for quite some time. So, <clears throat> the show might have helped to put the final nail in the coffin.
0: And you need some water.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm
0: joking. <laughs> Get some water because I want to play this clip because we asked her live on the show uh, if, in fact, she is still married because that was kind of the cliffhanger at the end. We wanted to hear. Her. So here's mm-hmm. what Cherise has to say are, are you still married to Eddie Jordan or were? Or, or, or what's, what's um, the update? Well, Can I be your translator for shit you can't
2: answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, know. Uh, no, actually, I don't, I don't Do mind, it mind talking about, okay, it. Talk about um, it. No, we're not together. Okay. We're not officially divorced. No one has filed yet. I love this. I'm going to file. You
0: are? You think you'll file first? Doesn't that
2: mean you get less money if you're the first one to file? No. No? I don't think so. I would just wait that.
0: Oh. Look at people, everyone. There's a a lawyer in the House. Oh, great. You know. Oh, what other advice do we need? Anybody? There's a free lawyer over there. (laughs) Oh, Her sound. Her sound. Brutal. Brutal. Anyway, um, so she basically says that, no, they're no longer marrying, and she's going to file. You think that's true? You've known her. You think we'll see that this season?
2: Well, see, I was always under the impression that the person that files almost admits fault or gets less somehow. Really? No, not
0: you? I never knew that. No.
2: Well, maybe not. Maybe it's just in my head. I'm like, you got to leave me. I'm uh, I'm not leaving all this of all, all, all this, this uh thousand threat count sheets.
0: Uh lastly we ask her who she uh likes or doesn't like on the cast of Real Housewives oh. of Potomac, which I thought this answer, answer was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you hate? Oh, start with, who do I
2: like? Oh, okay. Uh, who you do, like. do you like? <laughs> who do I like? I like the new girl. Monique. Monique. Yeah. I love Monique. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's from Jersey like me. Um Did you know her before? No. You didn't. Well, yeah. Kind of show. <laughs> what? To the show. Oh, okay, great. Well, you know. Okay. Like, yeah. I'm all Karen. Yeah. You know that bitch never said thank you? I'm sorry. Wait, <laughs> all y'all are out Have Y'all watch the show? Okay, you know Karen? Who put Karen on the show? Kill, kill for Coco Pops. Who yeah. put Karen on the show? <laughs> 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 yeah. Andy Cohen. You did. You no, know me. No, he did. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I if, <laughs> if she said favorite. thank you to me, she said thank you to all y'all. That's didn't say nothing. I saw her. Well, I mean, she's a grand dame. What's wrong with her? She, she's psycho. I saw her at the premiere party, and that bitch extended her ring for me to kiss her ring. I was just like, <laughs> "What are you doing? I made you. <laughs> Beat it." <laughs> <laughs>
0: my favorite line of the night when you were like beat it! I am not going to tell that
2: story anymore. Is that the last one? That is the last last time time? I'm going to tell that Karen story because I I am officially over it.
0: (laughs) Are you? Yeah. Well, it's fine. I I thought it was great anyway. um, So that was our live show and we're going to plan another one to do in May and we'll let you know when you can get tickets for the live experience. But people really enjoyed it and you were so good.
2: You were so good. I I just love doing that with you. I love hanging out with you. I love being your friend. I love that we're in the same city working on the same tv station and we get to come down here <laughs> we and have did. a great time at the improv and just kind of release all of the anxiety and you know the insecurities because people in this business are innately insecure
0: oh my god they aren't are, they oh That's, my gosh yeah like,
2: are you talking about me what are you talking about who do you say what do you say what was the inflection of the book listen so i like to come here because this is easy breezy And a lot of fun. And I'm just having a great experience in life with you, my friend.
0: I know. And don't you think that's why it's important? Like, I love that you're doing your book. I feel like you have to... I think in media environments, whether it's TV or radio, you begin to get catty and, like, so much ego and all this stuff when you really have nothing else but your job. Right. Like, you are clinging to every moment on air, every time the mic is open. Like, yes. that is your only thing that you have. And so you are going to fight for that and protect it every – I mean, Preach you claw sister. everyone's <laughs> eyes out. And it's like, guys, guess what? I don't know right. if you all have heard, but now Facebook has this thing where you can go fucking live and do your own show anytime. Time you want exactly so get your cameras out. You don't, this isn't the only time the camera's gonna be on. We can get you a camera now, seven days a week. But like, it just is amazing to me. It's like people get so sucked into their job and it becomes so their identity, they cannot see the forest through the trees. It's you're just exactly like, right. oh my god, you're here and you're gonna take my airtime.
2: But it's almost you're like, well, who it, cares? But it's infectious though, because then it starts to travel through the people,
0: yes, and then
2: before you know it, you're like. Well, huh? That's an awfully big meeting over there at the water cooler. And I'm a little parched myself. Nobody offered me any water. They must be talking about me. And then you're like, wait a minute. I used to be a confident person. So as soon as you recognize that that's happening, and I get it in little spurts, like just just little inklings, and I put it in check immediately. No, stand down your ego. I say to myself, stand down your ego.
0: Oh, I hear you. It's like really – and I agree. And I think, you know, yeah, I I feel like unfortunately, especially old school media companies still breed that because what are you hanging on to? I mean that whole structure of old school media. Like it – baffles my mind that people still want to work for old media institutions when you have like young companies um, or even like the Washington Post you go to their offices I was at their Mm -hmm. offices last week working on a story and it was like oh my god I mean it's light it's bright people come and go when they want you know now people work from home and you're like the days of somebody coming to a radio station and like wanting to sit there for seven hours and monitor a computer to play hits for you like You know, people now can have internet radio stations. Nobody, like, it's just amazing how they're going to try and evolve. But I don't think they are. I think that's why it kind of works Mm -hmm. internally because everybody's clinging to the last bit of, you know, media power that that there is.
2: Absolutely. I agree with you completely.
0: So it's like you got to hang on to that because if you don't have that identity, what does anyone have? It just goes I out really the window. Um, this week, what are you, what are you, do you have anything you want to promote or coming up? Because I know you and I have an, a video with Dr. Paul Ruff that we're going to be doing, so yeah, you need to look that'll at that. Yeah,
2: that be a lot of fun. I do want to talk about the uh, Pink Tie Party. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you know Where's about that? That? You no. know that? It's at the Mayflower Hotel. Okay. Um, it's happening on March 17th, and people can get tickets for the Pink Tie Party. Um, pulling it up, pulling it up. I believe it is, let me check it out. What do you have going on? Well, uh, I'm out.
0: going to tomorrow night, and I, I can't wait to see how this goes. I'm going to a bachelor party. This is the first time I've ever been invited to a bachelor party for my friend Scott, who is getting married. And he's having female friends come and his male friends nice. come. So, But I'm curious. I don't know that his fiance is going, which I think is interesting. Ooh, like, is that fine? It's
2: interesting. No, it's not okay. That's not okay.
0: <laughs> that's not okay. Oh, great. No. Why is it not okay?
2: You can't have women come to your bachelor party that are friends and you're.
0: But what about yeah, his I'll other friends that are like single or, you know, they're just, we're all getting together. No, that's not acceptable. I don't
2: know about that, Sarah. Really? And I'm not really the expert because, you know, every relationship <laughs> I have crashes and burns. But.
0: I, Irene, you think there's something wrong with that? Absolutely. Really? really? So I should, what do you guys think? I shouldn't go to this bachelor oh, friendship? Oh, no. Go, go
2: absolutely. That's no, that's you got to talk that's about gone. it on the show. Oh,
0: my God. Okay. <laughs> this is going to hate you. Maybe she's going to be going but it's funny I got the invite and I didn't see anything about her his fiance going it, it didn't seem like it was you know hosted by Scott and his fiance it was it's actually being hosted by a woman who's a friend of Scott's and we're all going to a strip club well the more
2: I think Does about it the more normal? normal it is because guys do have female friends yeah. and women have male friends so actually It's kind of a bachelor or a bachelorette party. is about the last hurrah before marriage, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you can have it with your friends. I changed my mind.
0: Okay. Two seconds.
2: seconds. In two seconds. Um, So, actually, the Pink Tie Fundraising Gala is on Thursday, March 16th. And it is on behalf of the National Cherry Blossom Festival. And I am on the Influencer Committee. It is an amazing event. Um, And they have over 50 local chefs that participate. So food from everywhere. They have um, a fabulous champagne VIP lounge. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I think it's pink Thai... Pinktie.org or something like that. I I still can't find that here, but I'll tell people right before. Okay, perfect.
0: People can follow you on social media anyway. It's at Paul Wharton on Twitter.
2: That's right, and at Paul Wharton Style on Instagram, and they can also check out PaulWhartonBeauty.com if they want to get some skincare products.
0: Yes, go see our (laughs) friend Dr. Paul Roth. He was awesome and continues to be a sponsor for the Hey Fresh Podcast. We're going to be doing a video there. I'm going to be getting. I don't know. What are we going to do? Have we decided? We're going to do Botox. We're going to do laser treatments. What are we doing? (laughs) Oh. Oh, Oh my god well this will be interesting and in the meantime if you want to book an appointment with you, him you can uh, check out west End plastic surgery.com uh, is their website or you can book an appointment at 202-785-4187 also by the way please 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 send your emails your anonymous emails of any sexual harassment like what goes down in your business yeah I'm dying to hear. Because don't you think too. that people listening, uh, their work environments are crazy? Like, so much sexual harassment is happening there?
2: Absolutely. And I think they all need to get a good friend that's a lawyer.
0: Yeah, well, scares people. Maybe what we'll do is we'll get people's anonymous stories, and then we'll have an employment attorney on next. And we'll Smart. give them advice.
2: Smart.
0: Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at hayfrage.com. Send us your stories. We'll keep you anonymous.
2: Right until we did that looked <laughs> really good. <laughs>
0: All right everybody, bye, we love you. That was so
2: much fun. Yay! Thanks,
1: guys.
0: Bye. Mm-hmm.
1: School shooting, Russian drone. I'm Tim McGuire with an AP News Minute. Police in San Bernardino, California, say a man went into an elementary school classroom, shot and killed a woman, and wounded two students before killing himself. Police Captain Ron Moss says it does not look like the students were actually targeted. We believe the two children were the unfortunate recipients of injuries in, by being in proximity to the female at the time of the incident. The two are listed in critical condition. A senior official says the U.S. is certain Russia knew in advance a serious chemical weapons attack last week. The official says it took until today to confirm a Russian drone was flying over a hospital, treating those injured in the attack. Hours after the drone left, the hospital was bombed by a Russian-made jet. New Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch says he's proud to fill Antonin Scalia's seat. I won't ever forget that the seat I inherit today is that of a very, very great man. I'm Tim McGuire.